Was, was that the actual intro? Yeah. Was that, that was in lieu of having our real intro? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, welcome to the 10th Year Seniors Podcast Network. This is the accredited as, if if you've been following us, which I know you have because you're listening to this podcast, you can see that you've been inundated with World Baseball Classic coverage. We are still here in Phoenix, Arizona. Play has wrapped up for Great Britain, but we still got a whole lot of baseball to watch, whether it's here, whether it's in Miami. We're just all in with the World Baseball Classic. This is my new favorite thing now. Well, yeah, and then we have to look into, it's not even over for us today. Yeah. This 10 p.m. game is pretty important for Great Britain, Bahamas? It's Great Bahamas? And that, that that's what we are going to get into, of course, on this podcast. Because if you've been following, you know by now that Team Great Britain, which for the past few years has always had Bahamians on it ever since Anton Richardson and Albert Cartwright were enlightened to this loophole where you can play for Great Britain because of the byproduct of a parent or grandparent being a citizen before independence in 1973. So it started, yeah, let's just go into the backstory. Started there with Anton. Started from the bottom now. That's pretty much, but yeah. that's pretty much what happened with Great Britain, right? It's They started from the bottom just trying to qualify. First qualifier Anton and Albert played with, they won like a game. Second one, they got a little better. In 2017, they were joined by a new young group of rising baseball stars coming up. That's when you had Todd Isaacs joining in. You had Jazz before people really knew who he was. 17-year-old Jazz. Yeah, you had guys like, I remember Ali Knowles was on that team. Champ Stewart was on that team. I'm going to forget a couple names. but You got the real OGs on the team. Albert was on the team. Yeah, so you had nine Bahamians in that one, and that was in Brooklyn, New York. The next qualifier, obviously preempted because of COVID, and now you had these guys come around. Anton and Albert obviously moved on to the coaching phase of their careers, but you had another group of young Bahamian baseball players come up. You had your Anthony Seymour's, Tanaj Thomas, Chavez Fernander, Chavez Young, Deshaun Knowles, Ural Forbes. But then you really got to think of it. You were missing the Lucius. Yeah, who was supposed to be on the ro- roster originally, and I feel a Warren Saunders could have been. I mean, you literally could have had pretty much all Bahamians on this roster. Don't jump ahead, John, because that's what we're gonna have to. That's what we're gonna have to get to next. But I'm not good with the with the holding out. That's that. That's fine. But that is going to. Of course, that's going to be everyone's thing, right? Because the first thing people comment on is why don't we have a team Bahamas? But there's a lot that goes into that but for us let's just talk about this tournament here it felt like us against the world and what i felt what i felt like by saying that was it was great britain against everybody else mm-hmm. nobody expected great britain to be there they were the low fence in this group you got the usa you got canada you got mexico you got colombia all of these teams these rosters are stacked with current mlb players mm-hmm. not players that were once there no, current mlb still players in the mlb yeah i mean we just came off the Mexico game that the, I went to say the Bahamas, that Great Britain lost 2-1, to one, 8 out of the 9 starters, current MLB players. And you realize that Mexico worked every other team. Yeah, absolutely. Mexico, de- Mexico Mex- destroyed the U.S., destroyed Canada, struggled against Great Bahamas. 
Blake we're just going to call it Great. We're just going to call it Great Bahamas because I'm going to lie. I'm going to say the Bahamas every time and get mixed up between that and Great Britain. So let's just go with Great Bahamas. Yeah. But yeah, so it was a real us against the world atmosphere and we somehow became the lovable underdog story for people. Yeah, and it's not just that. I feel Chavez put that underdog story out there. The whole behavior no, that, group. I, and that's, I, I understand the behavior, but I feel like it was... If you look at this Great Britain team, it was Chavez, Young, and the rest of the Bahamians. Like, like the celebration with the T, that, none of them thought of that. Let's just throw that out there. I don't even got to ask them. We were supposed to ask them, but our journalism skills sucked at the last night. But ain't no way no anyone come up with that except the Bahamian guy. I'd be like, Deshaun was just like, wait, when I hit this big hit? This is what I'm going to do. And that's why that's why I say it's really the whole Bahamian contingent, right? Because, and that was a big question for me to ask them ahead of the tournament. What does this group bring to the table? Because anywhere you get a group of Bahamians together in any setting, I feel like Bahamians just completely take that over. Oh, yeah, and for they sure. took Their personality took over this team to the point where on night one, Deshaun gets a triple. He does the tea time celebration, and that becomes the thing. That becomes not just the celebration. That's for, a global celebration Yeah, now. not just for Great Britain. That became the celebration of the entire mm. tournament. Everybody knew what tea time was when yep. you saw that. And it got to the point where Harry Ford was even doing it. I know he ain't planning Yeah, that. no. But the thing is, um, I see them making t-shirts now with oh, um, you know the tea coming. stuff. And it was... I was with Chavez on the field talking, and that's when I met Buck, Buck Martinez. Granted, I, you, you know, it's funny when you meet someone and you, you know the voice, but you just really don't know the person. And he said that there might be a tea sponsor now for, for Great Britain, for Great Bahamas. I mean, if any Bahamian companies are actually savvy enough to support this or put money into... The only any... thing Bahamians know is Lipton. Ain't we got more? T- ain't we have like local tea companies now? No. I'm just saying, if Tam, what, what type of tea you talking about? Any type of tea. I don't care if it. Well, that that ain't le- <laughs> okay. I'm just saying, if if Tan YS had a tea for whatever reason, I don't know why the hell we would have tea. But if Tan YS had tea, I would get any one of them to be the ambassador for it because yeah. the story writes itself. But they're not gonna do that. But for me, that was. They only just- do that for one event back home. Every damn company. Every company in the world. Every company. But we better win Carifta. Wait. But um, <laughs> win Carifta? But we better come, hope we come second if we come anything less than second. I mean, Trinidad and Tobago is be But that's what I'm saying. And then that girl from BVI, she's there racing against. She go win all the sprints, the long jump. She just bad like that. All right, let's Hodge is a, is a name. Let's, let's Last focus. Name. So tea time became the thing. And you mentioned Chavez. We're going to get to him later when we, of course, when we talk big players when we talk player of the tourney but i feel like the 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 spirit of the bahamian group was so overpowering that that became the identity of the great britain team oh yeah for sure and and it's crazy because when we got there i don't want to say that it changed but they just knew it did yeah yeah we changed the culture. i mean you, you we, could... we changed the... no but they just knew that when we were talking to them they didn't have to pretend to be someone else. Like they knew that they could say things around us, and we're gonna understand it. It's just like when the batting practice, when Deshaun and 
and big boy power. You thought this was Montague? Like, we're going to understand that. A lot of people don't understand what was going on there. Then it became big boy power, and that's where the Deshaun thing came up. Where you get hit the ball, I can hit it right there. You can roll it there. So, and he did exactly that. And he that. did. That's, that's exactly how it turned out. That's exactly how it turned out in game one. So, Why are you trying to style me, daddy? So let's go, let's go game by game with this, right? Game one against the USA. Talk about starting the tournament in a, in, in a game where you seem to be overmatched and nobody expected anything, right? But 6-2, to two, the USA well, did not dominate that game. No. The Kyle Schwarber home run was really the separator, yeah. but... I'm going to say I feel that – all right, so everyone looked at USA and me. Yes, me. I thought that was going to be mercy rule to smithereens. Like, yeah. Everyone was saying mercy rule, mercy rule, mercy rule, right? But then when Trace came out and he hit that home run, I feel like I wasn't by their dugout. I was by um, USA's dugout. But the energy probably when they pulled out the cape and the crown – and it was just like, there you go. That's another. I wonder who came up with that. We got to find out um, with that celebration. But I feel, what, it was 20 to 3 that Mexico Canada game? Yes, it got out of hand. Oh my God. Anyways, um, I just think that that put life into the whole roster saying, oh, no, no, no. We belong at this level. Yeah, it's just, it's just baseball. At the end of the day, it's just baseball. I mean, yes, Team USA had nine All Stars, right? Like, not just MLB players, nine All Stars. MVPs on that roster, but like you said, Trace hitting the home run was like, hold on, for mm-hmm. two and a half innings, we had the lead. Yeah, Great Bahamas had the lead on Team USA, two and a half innings, and even the way the, the way the game turned out, it never was a dominating, overpowering performance by the USA. And I think after the game, you saw everyone's body language was like, well, we could play with them. It's not a foregone conclusion. Like, we're not coming here to be embarrassed. Like, you're going to have to play to beat us. So that's that's kind of what that was. And then we get to game two. And you know what the crazy thing about game two was? I don't know was, what the hell happened in that. It, it was, all right, so literally, and I've been around it before with basketball. You play a game and you lost the game, but you feel like you won the game. That was the attitude after um, the USA game, talking to everyone down there, everyone was upbeat, everyone was ready to go. Because you know what it was? It was unexpected. To, to a mind, the Bahamian players performed well. Like Chavez got a base yeah, knock, Deshaun but, came in, got that triple. Yep. Everyone but was, you remember what Chavez said? Um, well, we interviewed him, but he didn't say this during the interview. He said, I'm the great. No. He said that um, that's an all-star team out there, yeah, right? we absolutely and, could play and, with them. And we held our own, and we showed we can play. That was the biggest takeaway I think all the players had. And Chavez, I'm going to say this about Chavez, it's infectious. Like, what he does, how he handles himself, how he talks to the players, how he plays the game, that's how you want to play baseball. That's, that's someone you could talk to the whole time, and you're never going to get bored of what he has to say. Which is a crazy thing, because, you know, some people are always... I mean, he got that dog in him. Woof, woof, woof. We ain't got our soundboard, so. No, we don't. Man. But that, so the, the Canada game, that one got away really quickly. It was, it was a record-setting game for all the wrong reasons. Highest-scoring game in WBC history. Um, Great Bahamas gave up the most walks in WBC Wait, tournament history. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
some mani- some <laughs> managerial uh, some managerial questions that we have in terms of the rotation and the pitching staff, and you can get to this whenever you talk about coaching, and this always comes up in losses, and it's something we're going to talk about, and that that's why you got to have your own segment. But so that one that one got away, and then the highlight of the tournament came. Game three. I just got some news coming in before. Oh, go ahead. So this is like the inside information of real journalism. Do you think? Yeah, I came up with Deshaun's teacup celebration. That's what he calls it. Who's saying this? No, this is Deshaun. Oh. I I, I messaged him. I said, I assume that you came up with the tea time. He's like, yeah, that's me. Okay, so yeah. So, so So that was him. And then the cape one, he said he don't know. Yeah, I mean, well, obviously you got to assume that the Great Britain staff brought that because ain't none of us could bring that. Yeah. So, yeah. So well, maybe yeah. Chavez came up with that because he, no, he, he didn't bring that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know he didn't bring that. But, um, so, yeah, it, it and that became that. Became so just so we get it out so there, long. it is the Deshaun Teacup Celebration, trademark, branded. Let y'all know who came up with it, their originator. So we're going to have to start letting people know. This is what it's called. Fair enough. So let's go to the Columbia game. This becomes, Play, this becomes game. the highlight of everything. Uh, Great Bahamas gets their first so, WBC win in tournament history. Before the, the, the game, we were talking to Clinton Yates. And I remember he said, I'm going to go to the field. And then he points that Columbia is the second best team in this, in this pool. And I'm not going to say, crap. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get why he said that. I think it was more of a disappointment for USA. Like, and I could see where it comes from because I would say, like, if Chile was playing soccer and we lost to a team like we lost to um, Mexico, I would say the same thing. I, mean, I think he read too much into Colombia getting that win over Mexico. I didn't think they were the better team. Yeah, but at that point, they technically were the second best team. You can lose a game and not be a better team, though. Like, Mexico's yeah. roster is considerably better. But I'm just saying, better. when you hear that out loud, yeah. you start thinking, like, damn, this could be a tough game. But I heard him say that, and I was like, no, they're not. See, but that's, <laughs> that's the attitude you have. Me, I'm just like, damn. Remember before this, when I was, when I was pointing to the one that we're going to get, I was like, yeah, well, I feel like Colombia's the one we got to get. That's the weakest team in this. Because I know what Mexico is. Even at the junior level with, when Kai's and them playing, I know what Mexico Wait, is Mexico's always so bringing good? to the table. Yeah. Boy, they got points. So you got Mexico, the USA. You got Canada, Colombia. I was like, yeah, Colombia's the one, dog. Like, that's the one you got to get. And that is the one that they got. That is the one that they got. That was, that was the first day a great Bahamian pitcher got on the mound. Yeah. Yeah, and so let's talk about some of the some of the roster changes. So after um, BJ led off game one, yeah, and then they they went the to Chavez. They p- went to Chavez leading off in the lineup for the rest of the tournament. Worked out, yeah, yeah. And I think you see the thing with Chavez is he is. I wouldn't say he's your prototypical leadoff because I would say Deshaun's more of a leadoff hitter than him, but he brought you the power and he brought you the ability to steal bases because. Against Colombia, he stole three bases against them. Was it Colombia, Canada, Canada? And which is this is it why was, it was a Canada. It was game, Canada but game, but even he, in game one, and I said, and I, I know Antoine and Albert probably had a lot to say about this, right? But when we saw when we saw BJ leading off, my first thought was, BJ's not a leadoff hitter. Mm-mm. Like BJ's a great hitter. Yeah, I'm not putting him in the leadoff spot. You get, see, for leadoff, you have to have speed. That's someone who's driving in. 
RBIs. Yeah. That's not that's not somebody who I want in my leadoff spot. No. And that's not an affront to him. I just felt like that was misusing your personnel. Oh, yeah. And I feel like because he's a switch hitter, you said, oh, let's lead him off at switch hitter. Like, But it doesn't they make sense. They all switch hitters. Yeah. <laughs> like Every behemoth is a switch hitter. Hey? They Literally, they all were switch hitters on this roster. BJ switch hit. Deshaun. Anthony. Chavez. They all switch it. Yeah. Ural and... Trace of the I think Ural, Ural just goes right. Trace, Trace just, just goes right. Yeah. But I mean. But they fast too. But, you know, um, True Spencer knew what he was doing. Yeah. He made the adjustment. Got to give him credit for making the adjustment, right? He wasn't just. Because there were some instances where he was just pig headed and didn't make adjustments and just went with who we against decided Canada. that he had to win. Not even just against Canada for the rest of the tournament. Oh, no, no, no. But I mean, I think. See. When I say against Canada, Canada wow. was a game that could have been won. Yeah. Like, 100%, that's a game you look at, and you, we could have won that game. I think the USA was a game that could have no, been that won. No, w- that was another one, too. But I would have, um, you accept, I accept that USA loss more than I accept the Canada one. Because that was an 8-10 to 10 game, except when BJ did skip to my loo. And yeah, <laughs> that was why. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm at... Uh, I'm by Great Britain dugout, right? Literally, I see the hit. I'm taking the picture of um, of it was Sweeney who yeah. who who hit the ball. Yeah, Sweeney bombed that one to straightaway center. And field. he starts, and I'm there looking. I know there's two outs. I'm looking at home plate. Like I have my camera set at home plate, and I yeah. said, "But BJ scored already, boy. He fast boy." <laughs> and then I see him at third base. Like I was just like, "What the hell happened?" He thought that she was gone. He thought that was yeah. out. He had to think it was out. Or he got lost in the moment. He got lost in the moment, I think. It, he thought it was a home run, and he got lost in the moment. Because you don't skip like that. If you think. But my thing is, it, well, it's two things with it. The my bad situation, right? He's like, so many baseball parody like, sites grabbed that. Yeah, so many. My bad, right? But the crazy thing is, is that one run led to the mercy rule. Yeah. Yeah, and baseball, baseball is so funny. And I mean, obviously, there's not one play that's going to decide the game when you lose by 10 runs, right? But baseball is so funny in the way that. But that's a 9 to 8. That's a 9 to 10 game at that point. Yeah. I mean, but shit, dog. When you get to the other half of the inning, we just couldn't keep them off the base pass because we surrendered 16 walks. Like, there's 16 base runners they didn't Wait? have to work for. Great Britain? All right. <laughs> You gotta decide. You, we can't be in and out on it. We gotta either be no. all in with Great Bahamas or not. I think we can, depending on the game. Or it sounds like for you, depending on the position. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> Defensively, <laughs> offensively, we already know what the time is. No, this pitching. That wasn't plenty of Bahamians on there. Uh, okay, since we mentioned pitching, we gotta get to the finale. And uh, that one was a gut punch game. Because. The team that I think you can make the argument has been the best team in this tournament. Mexico ended up finishing three and one. They're headed Boy, to Walker Miami. Walker is a but we had him boss. Yeah, and like so before the game, I was talking to Kaizen about the matchup because he was super confident. Like he looks obviously he looks up to these dudes. Like you know they're stars to him, right? So he believes that they could win any game. And he was like, Taiwan Walker dead. We going to kill them. And I'm like, you know, not exactly, because I bet a lot of Mets last year, and I was telling John this too. I said, the over-under for him on strikeouts is usually set at four and a half, and he hit that over so much 
So I knew what was I love the confidence guys in but yeah. I also know that the behavior I know that everyone on that team had that confidence of saying we don't care who's playing we're going to win this game. But in the back of their mind they knew who you know who oh, he is. Play, dog. First of all, Mexico uniforms, fire. 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 100%. Also proves to you that you don't just have to stick with the flag colors. No, definitely not. You know what? Great Bahamas should have thrown some Bahamian flag. Great in Bahamas should have thrown anyway. We have a whole segment for we have a whole segment for that later. Great Bahamas should have had some Bahamian flair in there. That's all I'm saying. I just want to say, people like sponsoring this one track and field event. There's plenty of sponsoring opportunity that could have been here. Boy, they like that event, boy. Boy, mother, that event, like that get event. everything. Boy, that stadium better be packed. You realize anytime we ask for money, like for, for to try to ain't nobody to got no try money to support our own. And all this stuff, it's like, could no, all the money went to that event. Our own doing track? Well, then they don't matter. No, even track. When we tried to do BAISS, we couldn't get couldn't get a lick. Mm. And that got over 1.3 million impressions. Yeah, but see, the I'm out of because it ain't Carifto. Yeah, guess what? That's 1.3 of just regular non-Jamaica. Don't matter, dog, because it ain't Carifto. Hey, Jamaica about to win the whole thing. <sighs> 50th anniversary. Anyway, we, we can get lost in a moment. So, yes, gut punch game against Mexico. About to lose 50 races. <laughs> so, Tanaj was one of the last players on the roster to get uh, an appearance, and it was ridiculous how short the leash was before Drew Spencer pulled him. So, 1-1 one, one, one tie for most of this game. You had some defensive gems out there. You had... Okay, let's start with the positives, right? You have Chavez tying the WBC record for steals in the tournament when he got his fifth. You had... Um, and this is, like, tournament meaning, like... Yeah, since the inception since of this the thing. Inception. 20, so, that means there are people who have played yeah. 10 games in this and yeah. only have five steals. This, I think this is, like, Miguel Cabrera's fifth WBC. Yeah. each row, all of them played... Tons of games. Chavez should have just said, F it, I go in for that 6-1 having the record. To oh, if, boy, if he got on base one more time, boy. they would have had to send him. Yeah, but I, I spoke to him before, and, and Chavez always says the right thing. And I look at him, I said, boy. No, if he got on base. You're going. No, he's if, like, oh, no, you know, I got to do what's best for the team. Like, I get it. Yeah. But what's best for the team is you get into the next base. That That has been the thing that was... That was best for the team, you know what? And he may have had it on that one where uh, the one where he got called out, and they went to the review. Yeah. Anyway, if you could get that one back. Anyway, let's let's go back to the Mexico game. Nip and tuck all day. Mexico gets the early run to go ahead. One, um, I think it was the fourth inning. Fourth, fourth inning where um, Chavez starts the inning with a stand up double. You got uh, and BJ eventually he steals third. BJ drives him home with the infield single that was the longest I have ever held my breath watching someone run from home to first base. Mm-hmm. Because we knew he had to get there. The ball was hitting the hole. Oh, he hustled so, that hole. He ain't skipped that time. <laughs> the ball was hitting the hole. Shortstop had to make a tremendous play for it. Turns, throws in the air. BJ just beats the throw. Chavez scores the run. We tied one-on-one, one-to-one with Mexico, which was... And late in the game, too. Amazing in itself. Yeah. So you have that. That 1-1 goes to the seventh inning. And at this point, I walked away from the press box. And when you walk out of that immediate area, you could hear the, the broadcast team. And they were saying, you know, Great Britain has exhausted all of its options in the bullpen. You know, this is the last game. Who are they going to turn to next? 
And in my mind, I'm thinking, you've got to go to Tanaj at this point. I mean, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, you had to do it sitting for three and a half games. I mean, he wasn't sitting for all three and a you half. You had him warming up. He, I mean, and this happened with him and Chavez. Yeah. Chavez got to play. The, he got an inning and they were playing two-thirds chairs. in the Columbia game. But for both of them, it was, all right, get up and warm up. All right, sit back down. We're going to someone else. Get up and warm up. Sit back down. We're going to someone else. Get up and warm up. Sit back down. We're going to someone else. But Tanaj gets in in the seventh. Uh, walks the first walks the first batter, has a wild pitch. Alexis Wilson gets the single to give Mexico the go ahead run, and after three batters, Tanaj is pulled. Mm-hmm. Which and I don't want to be body language police, I but I saw photos of him and that though. I saw the way that he turned and he walked off the mound, and I was with him in that moment. Oh yeah, no, no. As a competitor, but give me a shot. It's not just a competitor. It's all right, Tanaj is one of the pitchers who helped you get to this moment. Yeah. Right? You called on Shut him. Shut down Spain in the 10th yeah. inning of the, the you, game that you got you You called on him in a big moment in that game. And then all of a sudden, when it comes to here, you literally are just like, nope, we're not even going to, we're not riding with you anymore. Which is just blatant disrespect to a player that helped you get there. Like, I... We watched this entire tournament, and no one had a leash that short. No. Uh, when it comes to pitching, and we'll, I'll go back. Chavez, also, his leash was just a tad bit longer, but I remember not much. Not just a, I, I, yeah. I said a tad because he made one mistake, and the pitching coach is out, and I was just like. Wait, that didn't happen for any, no. That yeah. didn't go happen for any. So anything that happened with those two, like I don't know what they were expecting. You literally have pitchers that ain't been doing nothing all week, and now you want them to go up and perform. Like what? What did you expect? I was surprised it took until the third and fourth game for either one of them to actually get an appearance on the mound. That was that was kind of surprising to me. I thought it would happen much earlier in the mm-hmm. tournament. I was wrong. I don't know what the I don't know what exactly what the rotation was like. The only thing I knew was Warley was probably going to start. Outside of that, I didn't know much else. If they were going to be used as closers, I get that. I get that for Tanaj. If you were going to use, I don't Chavez think they even a, know what they were going to use them as. That's what I'm saying. I don't think they knew what the role was, which is a major problem, by the way. If you don't know what the role is supposed to be, but. That was just one of the, and that was one of the things that got to us in terms of the managerial decisions. And speaking about a player that got you there in terms of qualifiers and not getting the shot here at the big stage, that was my biggest issue with the way they used Deshaun. Oh yeah, big time. Because Deshaun did everything right and everything he had, like he produced even during the exhibition games. He's been producing defensively all year, but. All of a sudden, and like I said, we could go deep, deep, deep into things, right? And we understand, well, I understand what it is when you're dealing with federation stuff and building a team or whatever it is. But if you're on the team, you look for the people who are going to be the best fit. And I just don't understand why he wasn't given the opportunity to to showcase it. Because anytime he came in, he produced. Like, he just produced, and that's coming off cold off the bench. So, imagine if he had the chance for, just like the last game, they go and they DH. Well, we, we thought homeboy should have been done from a long time. 
Capernia. Yeah, because he was over everything. And if you're the DH, you have one job. Hit the damn ball. Yeah. And I don't care what it is. I think keeping him in that long was a terrible decision. Or like you were even saying in certain spots, toss your all out there in the yeah. DH. And I know, look. Yeah, we want to we want to see our guys play. Mm-hmm. Like there's no there's no sugarcoating it. We do want to see our guys play. That doesn't mean we're wrong in terms of certain sports where you should give them the shot because I felt like Deshaun earned the right to be a starter in at least one of these games. One. Like you're not at, like here's the thing. So yeah. Rudd is just a lefty only. Deshaun's a switch hitter. But then you know like I said, Chavez was doing really, really well at leadoff. But could you imagine it could have been Deshaun, Chavez, Trace? I just would like to know, like, what... And this is, n- again, no affront to Rudd. He's a nice player. Mm-hmm. He had he had, a, he had a big moment, a big hit in the Columbia game to put Great Bahamas ahead 5-3. to three. He had a huge home run in the comeback win over Spain when they were in the qualifiers. You know who else had a home run in the comeback, went over Spain, and finished that game with three RBI? Deshaun. Mm-hmm. You know who was second in all the offensive categories in the qualifiers when Anthony was leading it in hits, stolen bases, RBIs? Deshaun. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying I didn't see the argument for where – if you're saying you split in time with them, yeah, I get that. I get that because then you're trying to figure out who should get the nod. But – Watching this tournament, there was a clear-cut difference. This is a starter. This is my guy. Mm-hmm. You just got to take a back seat. And I just, I just didn't see it. But then you, you, we got to look at it. And, you know, you could put things together. You could assume things. We don't know what the right thing is. But I remember I was just like, was he born there? And I looked it up right after. Yes. And he was born there. <laughs> so my take is very hot take. Ain't no way you could have no one born in the UK playing in a tournament that's representing Great Britain. Yeah, because when you go, okay, you had Nick Ward on first, American. Mm-hmm. Anthony on second, Bahamian. Sweeney in short, American. BJ on third, Bahamian. Bahamian. Chavez in right, Bahamian. Trace in center, American. Bahamian ties. Mm-hmm. Left field. You got Harry Ford. One, right? And American. then you have Harry Ford. But Ameri- Harry Ford. American. His, he, parents, American. his parents from England, but American. But he has a passport, so he's one that I give a lie to. Like, he's someone where, no, yeah, he may not go to the UK, but he was raised in a British household. He yeah. has two British parents. He understands the culture. He has family from there. It's like a, it's like a Mikey. It's very English. Yeah. It's like a Mikey Thompson, Clay Thompson, Trace Thompson. As a matter of fact, whenever I say Harry Ford, I kind of say it in an English accent in my head. Like, I don't, I don't so say it the way I speak. my thing is, like, Harry. all right, yeah, but Harry, Harry wasn't born, he wasn't born in the UK. Right. So you got out, you got to have one, right? And then you're, D, you got to have two, actually. You got to have him, and then you got to have your DH. Yeah. I guess and that's the way it is. That's part of, so funny that we were talking about politics earlier, where you got to, you got to kind of have to give something, right? Maybe yep. that was one of the concessions that you had to give. I mean, I feel like it was. Hot take. I was not even the one between us two that thought race had anything to do with it, which was amazing. And oh. for the first time. Yeah, no, I, I was the one. <laughs> that, that was that was a shocker. But, oh, 
Yeah, that's that's just some of the rotational stuff. But a, a lot of that is we wanted to see our guys play, right? Like, yeah, no, we were selfish, just... and we didn't come down here to watch other people play. Yeah. We really didn't come down here. We, we came down here. Oh, it was only 10 to 3, not 20. I read that wrong. Um, We only came down here because we understood the showcase that this is. This is why I got inside the park home, right? Um. You know, just showcase the Bahamian talent, and they're playing at a different for a different country. Doesn't matter. Yeah. So for you, I think this is gonna be, this is gonna be an easy choice. But player of the tournament, Chavez. This was I to me when I look back on the 2023 WBC, I'm going to say this is a star turn for Chavez Young, and. Oh yeah, young. There this, was two Chavezes. Yeah, this is something that he's been doing, but and that but this is the key to being able to showcase yourself on this biggest stage because you can do these things in spring training when only your organization or about a hundred or two hundred fans are watching. You can do it there. Doesn't mean as much as when you do it in front of the entire world. Mm-hmm. And even the biggest names in the sport understand that. So he's a minor leaguer. He's had a more difficult road than a typical international signee. Mm. He went, he had to go the draft route. Yeah. Work his way up, right? But now people are going to remember his name because he had so much signature plays, the fastest throw from the outfield, leading the tournament in stolen bases. Mm -hmm. Getting Not just a tournament. Yeah, of all time. Of all time. Of all time. Getting a hit in every game. Didn't go hitless for a single game. Mm-hmm. Leading the team in, in batting average. So, fan interaction. Fan, which is very important. Mm-hmm. Fan interaction. Social media impressions through the roof because mm-hmm. he had so many highlight plays. And I think it's going to mean a lot for him moving forward this season. His first with Pittsburgh. Yeah, no. This definitely, like like I said, just talking to Chavez, his, his mindset is the right way to approach the game. And I mean, at any any sport. He, after that interview, they did it on um, Fox Sports. He was like, yeah, you're playing the game. You got to still have fun when you play the game. And you can see he goes out there and has fun. But I think that it's it's just all clicking right now. Like, he came out here, and I really feel like he was probably, I don't know what he was doing, but he literally sat down and told himself, this is it. Like, I've been on the fringe too many times for them not to see me. Now they're going to have to see me. And the broadcast team really gave voice to that because after he threw out... um, Everybody. Yeah. (laughs) But after he threw out the one guy uh, from Mexico trying to stretch that single into a double, that throw... The day before against Colombia, he had the... I mentioned he had the strongest throw of the outfield in the tournament. That was 95.6 miles per hour. That one against Mexico... Had to beat that. Yeah, if not, it was. The yeah, exact it had to. Same it thing. had to be close, but it was one of those signature moments that he had. And the broadcast team gave voice to that. They said, "He, wherever he is in the minors, he is not going to be there for long because this is somebody you have to put him on the big stage because he seems like one of those people that is going to embrace it. Yep, both and, on and off the field. And that's what the big thing is. It's he embraced the big stage. He showed he can do it on the big stage. And I can't wait to go to one of his games on the big at the show. I thought this tournament was also good for BJ Murray. It was also big for him. 
very early in his in his minor league career, but the Cubs look to be progressing him fast because he uh he got called up to a new level twice in mm-hmm. one in one season. Went to the Arizona Fall League, which is very big for 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 young prospects because that means they expect they they want you to keep playing for a reason. Yeah, homing in the Arizona Fall League, came home was the first Bahamian to win the home run derby. I think this was big for him for just for exposure purposes because mm-hmm. you saw the Cubs were posting just about everything that he was doing. Oh yeah, for sure, and it's a, it's a learning experience, definitely. What he had, I know he struggled at times out there, but who didn't struggle um, on Great Bahamas? Well, Great Britain, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, definitely. First of all, I didn't even know he was a switch hitter. Yeah, I didn't know that. That caught me by because I asked him. I said, "Wait, how long? When you start switch hitting? Since I was twelve, I was like, what? I was like, I don't ever remember seeing you bat lefty.' And I mean, that's that's a part of the versatility, the versatility that he's able to switch hit, um, and he's got power on both sides. He just missed out getting one out the yard. Yeah, against Mexico, which would have been the thing is, whenever he went righty, I had such confidence mm-hmm. in it. That, but that's when he got the the RBI. And we messaged each other right before that. When we saw a lefty pitcher coming in and he was on deck, I was like, "This is the moment yep. here," because he is going to get a base knock. Like this game is about to be tied right now. But but he had a great play in the field. That um, yeah. But then he also didn't have some. But you know what? The great thing is, he's young. The great thing is he seems to have that quarterback short. Memory yeah, he doesn't mentality. have a long term memory. But but you know what it is though. That's going through college baseball. Because you got to remember, he may be young in his minor league career, but three years at FAU. Yeah. So he's been through playing a lot of games. So, yeah, definitely. Um, I know he told me that they were, you know, dabbing him in second base as well. So, you know, between third, first, and second, maybe he might have a position switch to – I think he's more of a second baseman. Get in. You know what a part of becoming a pro is? You're going to have to get utility. in where you fit in. Yeah, just be a utility player. You've got to get in where you fit in until you find If you could niche. play three positions in the infield, boy, that's job. And job where, security. Wherever that niche is, you find it. Yep. Speaking of job security, speaking of versatility, perfect segue, because I thought this tournament was also key for Anthony. Oh, right? yeah. So and his entire pro – Anthony grew up shortstop, infielder, pro career, you get to the minors – you become an outfielder because mm-hmm. that's that's just the way it is. So for his entire minor league career, became an outfielder, became an excellent outfielder. Mm-hmm. He was at the Arizona Fall League, and he was in the class with Ronald Acuna and a whole lot of other guys that the Braves were bringing up at that time to be that next crop of guys. So he became a really, really good outfielder. But because of decommitments and like Lucius not being here, there was a void in the infield. But... I remember, and I'm going to say this, now I was wrong, I was right, when I said... I'm wrong a lot. Yeah, and but I like to publicly state it. That's fine. Anyways, I was like, you think they're going to play Anthony at, in the infield? Because that's when I saw Lucius got dropped off the roster. Like, you, you know, they, one thing about baseball, boy, they send you everything. Mm. Like, <laughs> notes, media guide, you name it. So I saw Lucius got dropped. And now I was like, no, I don't think he's going to do it. And then all of a sudden... We go to the spring training game, and not well. Yeah, it is spring training, but the exhibition game. And where do we see Anthony? No, we were saying that before the Lucius yeah. thing. No, no, we were saying, but where do we see him? 
No, I'm if I no after I knew Lucius was not going to be there, then you, then, then yes, I get it because who else has the ability to do that? Which There's is, nobody else that you had on the roster that could do that job better than him. I feel like he should have gone to short though. I mean, <laughs> I I don't I don't want to do that to do it, but no. Adventure Time, Adventure but, Boy, <laughs> plenty of plenty adventure, Adventure Time. Like, right? I mean, but, but that's a tough situation too because. You know that he didn't go in there expecting to play that position. Nah, bro. I don't think that's a tough situation. That's the position that you play. Does he play that? Yeah. Oh. Hmm. That ain't. UCS I thought, finest. Yeah. What's like, up? What's up? But Anthony's glove at second, I think, was... I, oh. I think I think it showed a lot. Oh, For yeah. For somebody that... And they, that's another thing they mentioned on the broadcast. This isn't somebody who's been an everyday second baseman. This is somebody who's been an everyday outfielder. You put him out there and play a different position. Even Tim Anderson, normal shortstop for the White Sox, all-star. They put him to second, and he was stumbling over his feet. And the announcers are saying how it's so different moving to another position. The angles and everything are different. And there's a learning curve. Anthony ain't had time for no learning curve. It what about was, that? Um, Who was it? Was it Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic? Venezuela. Right. The guy played first base for the first time in fifteen hundred games. Oops. Our first baseman, Nick Ward, ain't a first baseman. Boy, that's Kaisen size. Nick, Nick Nick Ward's a middle infielder that went to first base because there was a lot of repositioning that had to happen with this with this Great Britain team. Which but is I crazy. Just, I just thought I just thought it was a it was a standout tournament for Anthony for someone looking to get back into a higher oh, no. level he, of he pro showed baseball that he, to show your versatility. He's still a pro. Like it doesn't matter what you say. He is still a pro baseball player, and he should be given a shot to be able to show what he can do. Yeah. And that's five years after the fact. <laughs> and that's five years after the fact. Do you have a play of the tournament? All right. We're going to go play of the tournament. You said in, in, the, in field, the field at yeah. the plate. Now, let's just go in the Here's field. what we're going to do. We're going to go play of the tournament in the outfield, play of the tournament in the infield. That's fine. So my player tournament is Chavez running down. It isn't anything spectacular to a point, but he caught the ball sitting and high five the fan. Like to me, that's just like memorable. Like I don't really know what was that. That, that was the one where uh, he had to he had to slide to get it yeah. right before it was going yeah. foul. Yeah, that's another line. But he had a lot. Of yeah. Habits. So to me, that and, and just for him, the interaction with the fans, like that takes it over the top because you know some people would do something and just be like, mm, yeah, you know, whatever. Anyways, like they teach you to play baseball in America. Infield, it's a toss-up for me right now. Because, you know, I don't really care about the other games. I'm only talking about our games. Yeah. It's the B.J. Murray spin throw or when Anthony actually deflected the ball off his chest. That was the one for me. And threw it to uh, first base. And I can say that it's either or. Like the more flashy one is B.J. Yeah. But the great baseball play is Anthony. Yeah, the degree of difficulty on on Anthony is that was gonna be that that was gonna be mine. I'm gonna go with with Anthony's play for the infield the infield play of the tournament for me. And for me, outfield is gotta be Chavez throwing out Aranda oh, yeah. at but, second. Like that was but that you, was the one. You know because what was crazy? The moment it happened, in yeah, really heightened it because of the stakes of that game. But I find it crazy because. When I was on, like, you know, I'm at field level. 
I expected it. Like when I saw him rounding, I said, "Well, only two people in that stadium expected it. Me and Shavez and you. Yeah. That's it. No, but I expected it because I remember he ran. I said, "This ain't a good plan on him." And then he go and gun him out, and everyone, like I said, everyone was going crazy. I'm but, telling you, even those old miserable writers in the press box that didn't want to pay attention to any Great Britain games, they, they stood. Had to pay they stood up, that. and they went, "Who is that?" Yeah. When he made that, I throw. always, you know, what my favorite thing is though when people start saying, "Who is that?" and it's a Bahamian player, and I could turn around and say, "But you don't know him." Come on, boy! Baseball writers old and wait, miserable. baseball writers, but I mean, Jesus Christ, they old and miserable. But um, Barry Bonds, them never getting in the Hall of Fame. Never. These dudes hate everything that ain't from 1964. So play at the plate. Yes. All right. See, this here is it's a little different. Do not name seven. I'm not naming seven. Okay. Because when we said players in non-defense, you tried to name all. But go ahead. Yeah. I'm trying to think right now. I mean, you think of Deshaun coming off in the triple and then doing his patent and Deshaun tea time good, celebration. That's a, good, that's a good one for you to go with because the teacup, that started everything. That's, yeah. That started the – that gave – Team Great Bahamas, the mojo they needed, and that that started us. That started the whole free. Tw- well, no, the free twin movement started before that because I was like, oh yeah, yeah, no, we started that twin. from we started that from flipping. And um, then when he came to the plate and actually did that, I was we was like, yeah, yeah, this is why you put him in the game. But I'm trying to think what other. I mean, if that's it for you, then that's it. No, that uh, that's my most memorable one. But I'm just trying to think. The there, was, other, there the, was a lot though. Trace, Trace with the home run. Yeah, but BJ with the RBI against Mexico. Yeah, that was that's huge. another one. But yeah, I know what you mean with the thing. But I think the most memorable ones are triple one because I'm just saying we was talking about that in pregame. Yeah, we we asked him with who could have a better game, him or Mike Trout, and it's just like to me that's just more memorable. I guess it's more of a me memorable thing. But yeah, that's the one I'll have to go with. Yeah, yeah, that one. That one was good. The trace um, one was memorable as it's, well. It's tough. To, it's tough to beat the. It's tough to beat the Deshaun triple. So to me, the only thing that that stacks up to that would be the other two we mentioned: the trace home run to start the tournament and BJ's RBI against Mexico. Like that was. That that was big. I mean, we that can was, count Harry Ford's home run. I mean, that was pretty. I mean, he ain't wanna. He ain't wanna. I, I understand, but I mean, if we're going non, uh, Great Bahamas, but he good. We're though. not. He good though. I mean, like, yeah, he is. Yeah. But like, I'm just gonna give shout out to Harry Ford. You fuck. You good. Yeah, but I mean, this podcast was that. <laughs> yeah, the, he good though. He he is. He he is great. Listen. Do you know how many clips are just him that I sent? Also, the team he plays for is the Nuts. Come I, on. I sent the, so many of his clips to Kaizen? Kaizen just because that's who he, in terms of stature. Wait, he better model his game after him. In terms of stature, in terms of how he plays, that's literally what it is for him to follow right there. So There's the blueprint, no, Kaizen. I mean, nothing against, nothing against Harry Ford. I think Harry Ford's amazing. I just saying. Plenty podcast dedicated to Harry Ford. This is the only one dedicated <laughs> to us. Atmosphere in the stadium. Um, I did like asking all the players about this because for a lot of them, this is the most. Oh, this was the biggest moment for this by most, far all of them except is, Trace. Yeah, most fans they've ever played in front of. Hundred percent, everyone yeah. except Trace. They have not been playing in front of fourteen, fifteen thousand. 
Here's the crazy thing, and I'll I don't know with Deshaun, but I feel like you know he's been in the minors. I don't know how well, you know, how many fans go to that. I feel like that first game at the Bahamas, the the Caribbean Cup, might have been his biggest game at that particular time with fan wise. Because no, I think he's played. The prime minister brought like forty five thousand people. Just media. Yeah. It was just forty five thousand media. Yeah. In, in that stadium. <laughs> Strong. Yeah. Strong. Might that might have been it. Um, something we alluded to earlier: impact of social media. It can make or break people, turn you into stars. I think we're going to see a lot more of that. But, uh, oh, this is a good one. I learn the most about. Now, this could be a player or this could just be baseball at this level in general. So what did you learn the most about from the WBC? I feel, I mean, I could take this a hundred different ways. Yeah. But that's why it's open-ended. Yeah, yeah, no, no. But. I feel on the media standpoint, it's probably one of the most open availability of play- granted we knew most of all the players, but I'm just saying there was nothing where you had security around you bothering you if you were trying to talk to a player to interview them. Like the media access is great, hundred percent better than a lot of other things because you're so limited with what you can do with with the media aspect. This was just open. This is something where you got to talk to the players. So I just hope baseball keeps it like this forever and ever and all, man. Like, like we only cover a couple of baseball games a year. Yeah. But to, for, to, to see what it is, it just seems so – it's so open and it, it, it's great access. And it's access you don't usually get. Yeah. Uh, um, for me, I want to say I learned the most about the mental toughness of so much of these players whether they were doing great or doing not so great, like I learned, I actually learned a lot about the mental toughness of Chavez and, and Tanaj just because of mm-hmm. the way they were treated in terms of the rotation. I always knew this about um, Chavez Young, so I, I don't really felt, I, di- I didn't feel like I oh, learned yeah. no, no, no. anything we new. We knew that he was ready. Yeah, I don't feel like I learned anything new from he that. He just I'll tell showed you, he was. I'll tell you what having access did show me, like, I know Ant- Anton is an OG. I know this whole process with the Bahamians started with him. But, like, really seeing the impact and seeing the weight that his voice carries in these situations, that's something that I learned. But it's... it's cr- okay, yeah, we know with Anton, it, every team that came by him, he would talk to people off the staff. And, that, like, he is so connected in these circles it's like it's hard to actually talk to him at times because he has 15, 20 people in that particular. And that's what I learned. That's real power. Yeah. No, no, it, especially sure. in baseball because, listen, yeah, talent matters in baseball, right? Mm-hmm. Most of this shit is networking. Mm-hmm. Because the reason people get shots over someone else is a relationship that either an agent or someone in the front office has. That's as simple as picking up the phone and saying, I got a guy I want you to give a look to. Yep. That doesn't mean he's better than one of the 50 or 75 other people going after that job. It's networking. Mm-hmm. And I, this, I think this afforded me the opportunity to see how much he has an imprint on so many different things in terms of game operations, behind the scenes stuff. That may be one of the most important people, if not the most important person in Bahamas oh, baseball moving uh, forward. Yeah, no. He is me in basketball. No, I'm only playing. 
I don't have that much power as as Anton has. Yeah. Um, but definitely no. It it it's just very impressive of how he conducts himself and what he is. And people got to understand the love of the Bahamas is there first. Let's get there. Final spot on the agenda which John wanted to try to get to at the top of the podcast. But now we're getting to it, and I don't even know. This one could be a whole 2026. thing 2026. Let's the go adopt elef- some Dominicans and some Venezuelans. The and elephant in the room. Give them some passports. Let's go. The Pictures. elephant in the room, Team Bahamas 2026. Whenever the World Baseball Classic comes up, and I promise you, because I've been writing a story since him and Albert started doing this, it's always been, why are they playing for Team Great Britain? Why the Bahamas don't have their own team? This is my impression of a whiny Bahamian. Why didn't they in this? Why didn't they in that? It's terrible, da, da, but da, da, yeah. Da. Yeah, no, it's awful, but this this is how annoying they are in my head, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, not just in your head in real life. Yeah, that's how annoying they are in real life, actually. But listen, do not think for a second that these people do not want a team Bahamas. The players want a team Bahamas more than you, casual observer, Yes. Want a team Bahamas. Let's put it I this way. I promise you that. All right. Yes, we want a team Bahamas, right? Now, imagine Chavez Young. Right now, Chavez. This weekend, Chavez. Not paying able to be on this stage. Like, you got to understand, it works both ways. Yes, Great Britain gets the exposure. Great Britain gets the glory. But it helps the players out tremendously putting them at this level. A player should not give this up just because... We don't have a team. For your feel-good. Yeah. Your feel-good does not matter in terms of their careers. Your feel-good does not allow them to go to the gym. Your feel-good does not deal with their nutrition, their bills, none of that. They don't do any of this for your feel-good. They have to do this for in the best interest of their careers. To be able to have this opportunity to play on the you take biggest it stage in baseball, 100% of the time. you have to take it. The reason you have to take it with Great Britain is because the Bahamas has had no infrastructure for them to take advantage of this opportunity. This we, had this no, we had no standing. We were ranked 80th. Mm-hmm. 80th And in that's the just WBSC. because you get ranked just for no reason. No activity from like what? 2009, I believe it is. No activity. When they played in the Caribbean Baseball Cup in December, that was the first senior men's uh, team for the Bahamas that has played internationally since 2009. So for for whatever reason, and because we have had all sorts of conflict with governing bodies and this and that, and who gets to have a national team and who gets to represent the Bahamas, for whatever reason, there was... Don't think for one second, people... That they ain't Bahamian. Yeah. For, like, for whatever reason, we were we did not have the infrastructure in place to be able to be fielding these teams. But what I like about this generation, and always got to go back to giving Anton credit for it, you got to give the academies credit, Max D and I Elite, for really producing these players. But the players have brought the situation to a head to the point where the powers that be have to act. The players have done their job by being talented enough where another country is seeing your value. And you don't think that if there was a loophole for the Bahamas to be able to get players, we wouldn't take advantage of that? Of course. The problem is, and it'll go from the the Anthony, and this just ain't me talking off air right now. 
the Anthony interview when he said, you know, with the leadership, people got to get in the room and talk. Every single baseball player shared that. Yeah. To their story. Like, we could see whenever someone shares something. So that isn't just Anthony talking hot air. That is everyone agrees with him. So the he's culture the, has to change. He's the voice for a lot of it because they, in terms of the players, that's seeing you mind talking. Mm-hmm. He's he's the voice for a lot of it. And so his, his And what could his you tell him? Because he just played in the WBC. So, if listen, if you don't want people to take this advantage of an opportunity in another place, then get your house in order. Mm-hmm. Your house has to be in order for them to be able to play because – I am not going to deny myself career opportunities for your feel good, for you to say I'm less Bahamian you realize, than someone else. And this is where I would say now's the only one with the kid. Let's say Kaizen was 18 mm-hmm. and he was a, a top 30 prospect in a minor league, and Great Britain comes calling. He's playing. Um, John. <laughs> You also have to realize that I went through great lengths to ensure that Kaizen has a U.S. passport. So yes, I was always looking for <laughs> another, I was always looking for another way out. But I'm just beginning. saying he qualifies for it, and if he could play at this level at that age, you let him go. Boy, if Team USA engineers. When you see Team USA, you got plenty of all star. I know. I'm just. I'm just I saying. Mean, I'm just saying. You know, look at the smaller yeah, spectrum no, but of I'm, the things. No, no, but the the point is, there's always there's always a other opportunity, and that's that's the point. But you have to get you have to have your shit in order so the players can take advantage of playing for Team Bahamas because they want that to happen in 2026. They want that to happen. There are situations where me and John had to look and say, boy, this is why you got to have your own. Mm-hmm. You got to have your own team because where it may have been seven, eight of them or whatever, there were still moments where it was very apparent. This ain't our show. No. This is not our show. We here for the ride, but it ain't our show. Nope. We may be a part of the driving force why a lot of the success happens. Still ain't our show. Nope. You got to have your own. And that's the important thing. Your own show your own people, like and like I said, I deal with basketball stuff all the time, and I keep telling people when it's when it's everyone is your own, it's, it's different. different. It's different. It's a hundred percent different because wait, at the same time, we have to deal through. I mean, and we just do it out of courtesy, you know, different different points to try to get media stuff and all that, and it's just like at the end of the day, like if that was our own. We ain't doing half the stuff we did. It's just because we know what we could do. But then at the same time, these players already knew. Like when it came time to come talk to us, ain't no one running them off. So let me tell you all about Randy or Rosarino, right? Because there are people that are going to say we don't have enough. First of all, by the time 2026 rolls around, the amount of talent we are going to have in the major leagues or close to it. It's probably going to be doubled what we have right now We're probably going to have around 50, 60 people playing at a high level. There will be a lot of people capable of fielding a team. But if you still don't think we have enough, let me tell you all about Randy Rose Arena. And if you know baseball over these last few years. DM's a strong way. I mean, he burst onto the Cuban superstar, burst onto the scene, rookie of the year vibes, became an absolute superstar in the playoffs when the Rays uh, made it to the World Series. Randy Rosarina had a kid in Mexico. I Mexico. think his either his girlfriend or his wife is Don't Mexican. Don't matter, his kid. 
had a kid in Mexico, personally DM'd the president of Mexico, explained his situation and said, I want to represent Mexico at the World Baseball Classic. Their president did not leave that DM unanswered. You know what he said? Come to the passport office right now. This is a country that produces major leaguers every year. Even if they didn't have him, they would have had about 15 major leaguers on this roster. Maybe more. But even with that level of talent, they was like, we could get Randy or Rosarino. Please. Have that passport. Let me me tell you something with this thing, right? And I'm going to go with uh, Trace Thompson right now, right? Shout out to Trace for playing because this is the first time that he actually, you could say publicly, uh, pretty much acknowledged the Bahamian. This is the first time he had an opportunity to represent the Bahamas. Watch them when we could pull the team together and he could be a part of it. Watch them like man about saying, oh, we don't know about giving them a passport. Watch. I'm telling you, no, I'm, I'm saying this right now, March 15th, 610 West Coast time. Watch I, them be stupid. I brought up the Orozarena story for very one specific reason because I wanted to end the podcast with this. Any Dominican prospect out there. Venezuelan. Any Venezuelan prospect out there. Cuban. Any Cuban prospect out there. Jamaican. Any Puerto Rican prospect out there. Any Jamaican prospect out there. Anyone out there. Anyone who knows English. If you... You <laughs> really got to know English, John. Yeah, no, no, but I'm just saying that's a plus. If you can if say the you word want, play, DM our prime minister. DM our prime minister and please tell him you want to play for Team Bahamas at the 2026 World Baseball Classic. DM him. DM our minister of sports. Who else is important? Minister of Foreign Affairs. DM Minister of Foreign Affairs. DM Sebas if you need to. DM DM us. DM 10th year seniors. (laughs) DM anyone so we can try to get this passport rolling because we are going to stack talent because... 2026, we got to have our own. We ain't got no Bahamians that went down that has some Dominican kids. If you I'm, have di- I'm lineage. I'm certain we have. I'm 100% If you have positive. lineage in Dominican Republic, like Al Horford's great-great-grandfather. <laughs> y'all know y'all been up to shenanigans in DR and Cuba for a very long time. Yeah, but all around us. Kids.